was the last pitch of the last day of the final day of the school year. And so I, I kind of came in and the first slide in my deck was, I don't have a co-founder, but I need one. <laughs> and then I kind of went on to pitch the business. Um, and so later on, they told me, hey, you know, this is, that was, that was phenomenal. By sharing your, your greatest weakness on the first slide, on the team slide, it's just me, I need somebody else. Uh, it allowed them to relax in their seats and actually hear the opportunity rather than looking for the, the you know, the, the blind spot, the missing piece, okay. the thing I was hiding. So, you know, that was, that was how I described it. Um, I told them that I was looking for, you know, a data scientist. I gave them the same description I did later that night um, to the, to the friend <laughs> of the roommate of my now co-founder. Um, so it all, it all really kind of interestingly fell into place, but, I'll, I'll have you know that, you know, a couple days before that first ever pitch, um, I'd never done a pitch before in my life. Uh, I'd never really done public speaking before. Um, and so, I, you know, not to, not to put myself up on a pedestal here, I don't, I don't think I'm the God's gift to podcasts, but um, <laughs> I would just say if, if somebody out there is listening and they've never done any of this stuff before, I'd say you got to start somewhere. And that's basically what I did too. I just want to delve deeper and a little bit onto, I find it to be really interesting about how pitches uh, evolve over time because, you know, we've been doing Mozio for eight and a half years. And at the very beginning we were, you know, calling it, you know, GDS or ITA software for ground transportation. And then, uh, you know, mobility as a service or, you know, it's, or concur for ground. We, 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 our pitch changed over time, depending on kind of often what was the new trendy thing that venture capitalists were, uh, <laughs> all of a sudden. Um, but also kind of frankly, like that's, you know, putting the blame on them when they don't necessarily deserve it all. Sometimes it's, you know, we learned about what was uh, appealing and what, um, kind of, uh, uh, analogy was actually breaking through. So I'd love if you could maybe elaborate a little bit on how you, you know, pitch this over time and, and how that evolves. Yeah. I mean, well, first I'll, I'll just say kind of a high level thing, which is, um, you know, the, our ability to be successful, we have to fit into other people's initiatives and strategies and focus. Um, with a direct-to-consumer company, you can kind of make your own luck, sort of, kind of, as long as you're willing to put your head in the mouth of the dragon that is Google or Facebook or whatever. Um, but for folks that, that are B2B or need to develop partnerships, you do need to fit into what they're trying to accomplish. So listening to the strategy, strategies and initiatives of your partners and potential partners and clients and potential clients uh, is critical. So yeah, it may be a little bit of a dirty reputation of, of uh, founders to kind of say what VCs want to hear or say what companies want to hear. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to fit in. Um, and it actually makes their job easier too because they know what to listen for. But that's, that, that's kind of like the high level. Um, our, our pitch, we started out day one by literally describing what we do. We are a mobile rebooking service that allows you to rebook a disrupted flight in three taps in less than 30 seconds. And that was kind of, that was the pitch. There's no magic. There was no part about experience or whatever. It was basically just like, hey, this is a, a problem. This is how we're solving it. And, and my understanding is even folks like Airbnb back in the day, if you go to um, 
I forget the internet look back machine. What's that? What's that website called? I forget what it, what it's called, but the, the way back machine, yeah. the way back machine. Yes. Thank you. Um, their original website was something like book a bed and breakfast to stay in or, you know, something, something really literal. And when you first get started in order for people to understand you, you have to explain exactly what you do because your early adopters don't care about your positioning. They care about the core functionality. Once we started to get that nailed, um, our pitch started to move into a little bit less focused on exactly what we do and a little bit more into what the purpose was for, for um, us existing, which for starters needs to be for a new industry. We, you know, we were kind of the first folks to do what we do. It was to outline the problem. Right? It was to explain why this was a problem that people should care about. So uh, it was, you know, flight disruptions are bad for business. I think that might actually still be on our website, but we're going to be changing it pretty soon. Flight disruptions are bad for business, and here are all the reasons why. Why they're so bad. Did, did you know that they increased your cost of air travel by 5 to 15%? You didn't? Oh, well, we have a solution. And I think the, the natural evolution is once people understand what the problem is and what the opportunity is, that's when you can finally kind of reach the final, uh, broadly speaking, expression of, of how to position yourself, which is this is our, this is our aspiration. You know, we, we create, we transform traveler experiences. We help people get to the people and places that matter to them. Um, so it, it sounds almost kind of like, it, it, there's a you know a phrase pitch um, benefits not features right. It, it sounds almost like maybe at the beginning though you started pitching out a little bit uh, more on the feature side because you needed to kind of explain. Is that an accurate? Yeah, I, I think that's accurate. And in, in um, I mean, I'm sure there's there's uh, folks who feel differently. I'm sure there's examples that prove differently. But most like really early stage startups that are trying to get their first user, their second user, their third user. Unless they're, tr- unless they're moving into a very established market um, and, and trying to kind of uh, be a new entrant in a very established market, you have to first describe what it is you're doing. Like, why is Mozio better than the alternative? Um, what is it that you actually do? And, you know, if, if you're selling um, cereal, you don't have to be like, this is something that you eat in the morning that gives you energy for the day, right? People already understand what cereal is and what its purpose is. So you can just straight up express yourself and market it. Um, But for anybody who's trying to solve a true pain point that hasn't been solved before, I think you do need to start with features. And then as soon as you start to get a little bit of a sense of, you know, this is working, then you move past your true early adopters into describing the problem to the mass market. And as soon as the mass market starts to understand what that problem is and why it's important, then you can start to, you know, move into the book and experience, uh, you know, uh, world's best service, you know, starting to get into territory where it's a little bit more lofty language, lofty imagery. And we're, we're still on that journey. So I may be proven wrong, but that's, <laughs> that's where I'm currently thinking. Very cool. Um, I want to go back to something you said, because, uh, we had a podcast with Aaron Gall from Silver Rail, and he uh, 
he basically said there's a difference between fixing a business and disrupting a business. And you actually touched on that a little bit um, where you said there's the ones who can get away with it, like Airbnb and Uber, um, where people had to catch up with them because they were kind of, you know, true disruptors. And, um, you know, I, I count Mosey when the fix a business category. It sounds like what you're saying uh, is that you're also in the fix a business category. Could you, you know, maybe elaborate a little bit more on how you, you've thought about that and how do you go about building a, uh, a fix a business you know, uh, startup versus a disruptor? Yeah. My, my favorite analogy for fix a business uh, that as it relates to us at Freebird is Climate Corp, if, if you guys have heard of it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for the folks out there that haven't, you know, um, a Google engineer, I forget his name, um, was uh, kind of driving home on a rainy day and he drove by a bike store and the bike store was closed because it was rainy. So nobody was riding their bikes. And he said, well, you know, what if they had an insurance product that, you know, compensated them for rainy days because they had lost revenue today? And, you know, he basically kind of uh, over the course of a couple of years iterated on that and eventually realized the real opportunity was farmers. When farmers have a dry season, they lose their livelihood. And so that's kind of eventually where they landed and they were acquired by Monsanto for a couple billion dollars and, and yada, yada. That, that is kind of how we sometimes think about what we're doing in the travel space, right? Um, we aren't direct to consumer. We didn't create a marketplace like Uber or Airbnb did. Um, what we are doing is helping to create transparency and a better experience in a way that the incumbents couldn't provide. And I, I don't think even if they had the will to do so could provide um, and doing so in a way that, that, you know, stands on the shoulders of the air travel industry, which is, you know, I'm tr I, I don't know if I can even do the math in my head, a 12 figure annual industry in the U S alone. Um, right. It's, it's enormous. And so we are fixing something, but we're doing it in a way that's deeply defensible and makes an enormous outsized impacts on people's lives when they're able to help them. And, and I think this really, um, uh, is important for folks who are, who are being fixers is, you know, creating a true 10 X experience, uh, for folks who use it.